Uh, it's the Mikey Krennic. It's unemployed. Salute to love. L is for the way you look at me. Oh, oh no, I didn't prepare anything for the show. V is very, very busy with Friday and Sunday show. And E is, uh, I don't care. That's really how it breaks down. You know, it's the Mikey Krennic is unemployed. Salute to love here on the Mikey Krennic is unemployed finale weekend. Oh, my goodness gracious, folks. But in all seriousness, you know, yesterday, Joe Giglio and I prattling on and on about about football for hours. You know, I had to do some notes and some prep work for that. Uh, tomorrow's show, you know, there's been a lot of notes. I've been working on it for a week, recording things and writing things and sketching things out. And so really, you know, the Mikey Krennic is unemployed, salute to love, always kind of sat in the middle of those two things. That's kind of like, well, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? I, I didn't really, you know, I don't want to go over the top here today and, you know, sing and dance and, and do top 10 lists when that's, I mean, that's the whole thing tomorrow. Obviously the finale is we come on, you know exactly what the finale is going to be. You can probably predict it right now, uh, beat for beat. So I didn't want to do the same thing today. So I decided that the way to do it. Uh oh, <laughs> there you go. That's a studio burp, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I wonder if that echoed uh, tinnily throughout, like everything did yesterday, because I had to turn my microphone's recording volume up to get Joe Giglio on the phone. So that's why I sounded like I was in an empty airport hangar. Uh, the whole time. So hopefully today sounds a little better. Uh, but I decided that we're going to just do the the old school kind of Mikey Krennic is unemployed. You know, at least one show this weekend that's just that's just simple. You know, make 'em ups, uh, uh, goofs, gags, uh, jokes, japes, that sort of thing. You know, the ha-has, the things that we're famous for here on Mikey Krennic is unemployed. That sort of freight train uh, uh, momentum where you just I just kind of talk and you listen passively. You know, you don't have to listen actively to these episodes. This is more like when you're being polite to an elderly relative. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm, yes, or a baby. You know, when a baby's telling you a story, and I mean, I don't know what you're saying to me. You're a baby. What? What? what I don't understand. Speak clearly. Uh, but you, you don't say those things. You go, oh, yes. Um, my my One of my cousin's children, who, as you know, I refer to my, as my nephews, and if it's a salute to love, I love those two guys and now a gal uh, as much as I love anybody else. So it fits. Um, but uh, Cooper, who's the younger of the two, he's very he's got it. You know, he's a headstrong guy. So when when I have in the past, when he first started talking, kind of done the like, I'm talking to a baby. Oh, response. Uh, if that was not the response he wanted, I heard about it immediately. He'd get very frustrated and angry with me. And repeat himself, and I, you know, then you just kind of have to guess. Because if I don't, you know, oh, oh, oh no, oh that's great, good for you. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Oh my gosh, what? No way, really? She did? Oh, that's disgusting. You know, like I, I don't. What What am I supposed to do in that scenario? Uh, but he, luckily, he he speaks very clearly now, and I can understand him. And he still gets mad at me for reasons, you know, beyond my control, really. Uh, I guess I kind of annoy him. But other than that, you know, we're, we're doing just fine. Don't worry. But that's kind of the energy you need to bring as a listener to this to this program. Just kind of that, oh, okay, a baby's telling me about a song he likes. Well, buckle up. Here we go. Uh, but it is, of course, a salute to love. It's Valentine's Day weekend. What a beautiful holiday that is. You know, me and my, um, my cousin and I uh, used to, 
on Facebook uh, every year. Back when before Facebook was, you know, objectively awful. Oh, what it's become. Oh, baby, it's funny that that Zuckerberg guy keeps losing money on the metaverse. And everybody who's just kind of like, you know, who doesn't follow the news and, and like the Financial Times uh, uh, with that, like, the just gleeful uh, sort of uh, by proxy excitement of watching billionaires lose money. Not I, not everyone is as sick as I. You know what I mean? I, I, I check those things and just, oh, boy, does it delight me when I see a very rich person uh, uh, taking a bath financially. Uh, oh, and if you say something like, oh, come on, that's horrible, you're arguably the biggest loser that ever lived. These people have more money than all of us put together, more money than God as you conceive him, uh, and they won't give you a dollar. So if if you get, you know, if you think, oh, that's that's bad karma, that's bad juju to make fun of them losing money, you are a capital L loser, unfortunately. And this is not the Mikey Craig is unemployed. Salute to losers. You know, that's been every other episode. So, you know, keep stepping. Get on out of here. Uh, and let's let me talk to the cool cats in my audience. Uh, but no, back in the day when Facebook, before it was quite, you know, a disaster, uh, uh, my cousin and I every year would run a Valentine's Day poll where we would ask our, our Facebook followers uh, what was more uh, annoying. The, the people who go way over the top with the celebration of love on Valentine's Day, the, the lovey-dovey, oh boy, this is, this is my most wonderful girlfriend, uh, she's just the greatest. Oh, this man has has changed my life. He's the best. Those kind of posts, all the pictures, the kissing, that sort of thing. Or, or is it worse uh, when people make their cynical Valentine's Day posts? Those cutting and and venomous, biting uh, anti Valentine's Day Valentine's Day posts, where they say things along the lines of, "Well, you know, it's just a corporate holiday. Oh, Hallmark made it up just to." Because they wanted to sell cards and candy. Or when they see the, oh, these posts make me sick. How about, you? why don't you post the times you fight? Oh, relationships are miserable. Who's more annoying? Now, I think maybe my description might have tipped my hand a little bit as to who I think is more annoying. But every year, the same group won that poll. It is invariably more annoying to be miserable online. I don't care if you think you're funny, sarcastic, Oh, if you're just you're just a bit edgy, that's always been your sense of humor. How about you shut up on days where people would like to celebrate some of the the few joys we're allowed to have uh, in this existence? Oh, if somebody loves somebody else so much that they want to post about them, well, doesn't that just make you furious? Come on, what what's your problem? That's always been my thing with the anti Valentine's Day crowd. So don't buy gifts. Shut up. You know what I mean? If oh, if good luck if you find a person, man or woman, and you say to them, you know, I don't believe in Valentine's Day. I don't like that. Yeah, that's we're not doing gifts on Valentine's Day. Just so you know, if you're if you're the person on the other side of that, run, don't walk. I mean, what kind of person? Uh, kind of person establishes these sorts of rules. Okay, it's a corporate holiday. Everything we do is a corporate something. I'm sure the people who say it's a corporate holiday are, are go to work, do a job pay their taxes, you know, every, everything we do in this country is in some way, shape, or form related back to corporations, and, and they have their greedy mitts in it. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it, go all the way. Wear a barrel with suspenders, you know, live under, live under a bridge. Really, even bridges 
uh, a lot of times infrastructures propped up by lobbyists. So I don't. You can't even really live under a bridge now, can you? You got to go out to the big sky country, Montana. Live out there. That's about the only way you could live free of the influence of corporations. Uh, and they're coming for that too. If there's a pipeline, oh, you better believe they're coming for that. So, so when we complain about Valentine's Day being a corporate holiday, as if it's the only one, uh, that's just it's bitterness. You know, it's it's so much of of what has now sort of become the the one of the preeminent online corners, right? One of the ones that we talk about a lot, the incels. Oh, boy, the incels. Those, those wonderful uh, individuals who every time they, they purport, you know, perpetrate some sort of uh, major attack or uh, they, they kill people, they drive a truck onto a sidewalk or they shoot up a, a, a coffee house, we have to write 16 articles about maybe it's time we listen to these guys, huh? As opposed to, you know, if a, a Muslim guy sneezes in a church, well, that guy's going to Gitmo. But these incels, well, we, well, what, what, what can we do for them, right? Well, how can we help these guys? We can help them by maybe reestablishing Australia as a prison colony and sending them there and, and letting them all just exist away, away, away from us because it's the worst. It's, just, it's so pathetic. It is just... It's this sort of science in their mind, right? It's not. It's all pseudoscience, gobbledygook, Jordan Peterson nonsense. It's all just silliness. So, but in their mind, they're these hyper-logical, very serious, oh, you know, women only like guys with this ratio, and oh, women only like guys like this, and they want money and these things. But it's all just, it's just, you're, it's just the, the like, seventh grader who, who edgily, you know, says, uh, he no girls like me, so I'm going to be rude to them in class, right? It's, it's, it's just, they're just grown-up losers. That's all they are. And half the time, they're not grown-up. That's what's so darn dangerous about it. You know, you're 15, 14, 13 years old, uh, and you're navigating the Internet. And listen, when I was a kid, I wasn't, I wasn't very successful with the ladies. I was, uh, I was about 300 pounds uh, in high school. Uh, you know, I did have a girlfriend and, and such, but yeah, I, you know, I, in seventh and eighth grade, I'd ask girls out, they'd say no, very sad things. But uh, uh, because I had good parents, good friends, uh, good uh, role models, right? My role models weren't reality TV stars. Maybe that's a problem, huh? Reality TV stars, right? But no, my, my heroes and my, my role models uh, presented a positive sort of uh, attitude towards romance and, and love and, and respecting other people. So, you know, as I got older and matured, and I, I, you, know, you kind of have a positive thought about them. And granted, I, I haven't exactly been uh, uh, Mr., Mr. Wonderful in relationships. None of us have. I've found one now that I'm quite happy with. Uh, so my point is that when you're when you're young and you're first kind of getting into the whole love game, whether whether or not you know you're you're you you love men, women, whoever you love, when you're first sort of developing those feelings, uh, if you were to have trouble as a lot of people do, and then find a dangerous uh, community of thirty-eight year olds online talking about how all the femoids and Stacys just want chads it's you have there's a potential that you could become kind of radicalized by it and slip into it because you're stupid you're a child you're an idiot you know what i mean there's no there's never been a 14 year old boy who was anything but a dumbass so that's why i really you know i think i gotta move 
more towards getting that teen demographic we've talked about. You know, they, they, we, they're big fans of the program as it is. And I think I'd present a good role model for, for teen boys. You know what I mean? They're not going to get, they're not going to get ingratiated with those incel creeps. Now, the, here's the thing about incels that, that really is quite damning when you think about it. That what I just said is true. I am a better influence on a, a young, burgeoning mind. Me, Mike Krennic, the person that you've heard talk for 50 episodes, the person that many of you know in real life, know just kind of what the whole deal is. That person is a thousand times better uh, as a role model than than these guys. So that uh, th- those guys, bottom of the barrel, you know what I mean? Just the bottom of the barrel, these guys. Get them out of here. Who wants them? Nobody. Uh, so, you know, they're right. They, they are just undateable. But it's not because their face is asymmetrical. It's because they're absolute pieces of shit. So that really is what hurts them. Uh, so th- get those guys out of here. Get anybody who's anti-Valentine's Day out of here. All that love cynicism nonsense. My goodness gracious. Who wants that stuff? Right? We, there's enough negativity just swinging around. Every everywhere you look, you know Russia and Ukraine are you know they're they're talking about going to war and 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 we're because don't you no 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 so then so that means CNN's going to have eight people in a box talking about World War Three you know what I mean a, a dollar the inflation has got uh, who knows I went to the gas station old President Brandon personally is charging me five dollars for gas you know he 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 drives around you don't know this in the air force one and he just looks down and says well that's gas company they're going to charge this much and this much and this much uh just ask any republican that posts online that's how it works you know uh but there's so much misery in the world where now so one of the things that are supposed to be good one of the things that is uh, honestly an evolutionary strength of humanity obviously because we've gotten to where we've gotten doing it so clearly there's something to it and when you look at smooth brain animals right smooth brain animals don't have the same kind of uh, uh executive function as wrinkly brain animals wrinkly brain animals are the ones that are able to kind of, you know, make the, the sort of decisions and, and think critically and, and, and have societies, right? Those wrinkly brains like us, uh, dolphins, a lot of uh, different other creatures. Dogs are, are wrinkly brains, cats. And many of those wrinkly brain creatures uh, practice monogamy in some form or fashion, right? Otters hold hands. Uh, I think that, that monkeys and gorillas and those folks... Uh, all those great apes, they there's they have uh, uh, marriages, not you know as we imagine them, but they have relationships. Obviously, there's a strength. There's something that is a benefit to us that comes from strong interpersonal romantic relationships, and and having one of them clearly is a, is a signifier of some kind of intrapersonal success. Um, as long as it's a healthy one. Now, granted, there's so many unhealthy ones going on out there, so I don't mean any of those. But just talking about relationships generally, they should be a very good thing. So if you're going to take all of your negative experiences with them, or you're going to just take your general, you know, your, your internal ugliness, and perhaps your external ugliness as well. I mean, it's harder for an ugly person uh, to get a date in a relationship than it is for a sexy guy like me. But uh, perhaps you're bringing that to the table. Whatever it is, just stop it. Knock it off. Just don't comment on it then. How about that? Go, go, just go to your Australia prison colony. And sorry, uh, by the way, everyone living in Australia, 
that I'm sending you these guys, but what? Come on, ninety-five percent of your your country is inhabitable desert. Just send them there; they'll figure it out. Those guys are very, you know, they're enterprising young men. They'll they'll do fine. So don't complain too much, is what I'm saying, uh, mate, uh, out there on the outback steakhouse. Um, but basically, my point is this: love's good. Uh, even if you have bad experiences with it, even if you've had uh, uh, rough relationships, and even if you've had uh, n- no uh, sort of role model to look up to, maybe your parents weren't in the healthiest relationship, or you know you have an older sibling who was in a, a fiery marriage, like me and that uh, Tom Whitty married to my sister. Oh boy, no, those two are those two are kind of like a perfect example of just the, the why it's important. Why love is a great thing where you find the right person. And that just really, once you have that, that contributes a great deal towards a healthy and positive life. I know so many couples like that. So, so don't let those, the negativity kind of color your, your experience or, or your expectation. Uh, don't settle just for somebody. Uh, there is a perfect person out there. Maybe there's multiple perfect per- people out there. There's billions of people out there. So I don't know. Maybe, but your odds are you'll meet one of them, right? And all you got to do is meet one of them. You meet two of them, and oh boy, that's a problem. So really, you're rooting to just meet one. Uh, zero sucks, two sucks. One, that's what you want. So with that in mind, uh, I, I do hope that none of you out there have that sort of negative uh, uh, reaction to to Valentine's Day. And okay, I also realize now, because it's 2022 and I'm a fossil already, because the culture went, it was moving very slow until I was like 28. And then it, oh, I have not caught up yet. But monogamy, obviously, it's there are people who, who do the polyamorous thing, and I certainly don't mean to exclude them from this. Uh, that's a, it's a different type of brain than the brain I have, but at the the core of it, I think the the thing is the same: is that we we have we get strength from others, and we're able to uh, uh, you know grow uh, and reflect ourselves best through another person. And and people who do the polyamory thing, they got four, five, six, and I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's it's just whoa, what's what's that all about? Because I always just thought, that, listen, I always thought that was just people who wanted to cheat. You know, this always sort of polyamory just meant uh, I'd like to be able to cheat on you, but I feel bad about it. But that's not it. That's a bad way to think about it. It's a, it's a whole, it's a lifestyle that I just can't, you know, wrap my pea brain around. So I don't mean to to insult or to exclude by any means. I do mean to exclu- insult and exclude guys who who claim they're incels and post on incel forums. I I mean to insult them uh, and exclude them to uh, the point of cruelty. Uh, that is a hundred percent what they deserve. So I I don't care uh, if if the opinion writer from the New York Times thinks that I ought to be a little nicer to them. They're not being nice to anybody. Uh, also, there was one more thing I wanted to do in the Mikey Krennic salute to love, and that was reveal the top ten conversation heart phrases of all time. But I'm flat out of time, so I'll, number one is hot stuff. But I mean, what what else did you expect? Don't go anywhere. Well, go wherever you want. You got 24 hours. But tomorrow, tomorrow is the finale of Mikey Krennic is Unemployed, the final episode there ever will be. Oh, boy, I can't wait for it. Uh, and I can't wait for you to hear it. I hope you enjoyed this off the cuff. Mikey Krennic is Unemployed. Salute to love. And I'll be back with you for some more action tomorrow.